Hello, I'm Ginny Buckley and welcome to season three of Pioneers from the team at Bridgestone EMEA, a podcast all about sustainability, mobility and innovation. What the Bridgestone World Solar Challenge gives us is this amazing testbed for new technology. These new enlightened tyres, they're proving our efficiency of just driving simply at whatever speed we want to. Getting to the start line is an achievement that so many others have never done before. Today, we're going to be discussing the Bridgestone World Solar Challenge 2023. Now, this is a competition for teams from universities right across the world. They have to design and build a solar-powered vehicle, which they then use to compete in a driving race right across Australia. The event takes place at the end of October, taking contestants over 3,000 kilometres from Darwin to Adelaide, experiencing extreme terrains and driving conditions. Now, this isn't only a feat of design and engineering, but it's one of endurance too, as the teams need to be completely self-sufficient and set up camp each night in the Australian desert. Bridgestone has supported the World Solar Challenge since 2013, reflecting its dedication as an organisation to support the development of new technologies that will help reduce our carbon footprint. And this year, some of the teams in the challenge are also being supported with Bridgestone tyres with Enlightened technology. Now, this is developed using 63% recycled and renewable materials. They've been designed to help teams meet the extreme demands of the event and include lower rolling resistance, wear and weight. In this episode, we're going to be talking to Anith Sathananthan, team principal from the Durham University World Solar Challenge team, who is preparing right now to make one of the biggest and probably most challenging journeys of his life. And we'll also be joined by Tom Worsley, PR and Corporate Partnerships Manager from Bridgestone Australia to find out more about the world's toughest solar car challenge. So without further ado, let's dive into our conversation today. So I've got Anith here. Hi, Anith. How are you doing? Hello, I am good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And Tom joining us from Australia. Hi, Tom. G'day. It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Well, so we're going to be talking about this absolutely fascinating race, the Bridgestone World Solar Challenge, and it, and in particular, each of your involvements in this competition. And it's a race that's fascinated me for years. So let's kick off by just finding out a little bit about both of you. So, Anith, you're the team principal for Durham University. You will actually be in Australia next month competing. So tell us, tell us how you got involved. I'm an engineer at heart. I'm still studying my degree and. Um, essentially, joining Solar Car was as easy as joining on the Zoom calls that were that were provided at the start of first year due to all the lockdown restrictions and whatnot. Um, but yeah, since then, I've always just got stuck in and worked my way up through the team. And here I am as a as team principal and yeah, leading the team all the way to the other side of the world. When you signed up for those Zoom calls, Anith, did you think that you'd actually be here at this point? Uh, not quite, no. So... Yeah, it's been quite the journey, um, getting going all the way from um, a first year, just studying engineering, just plodding away to 
yeah, getting the opportunity to go halfway across the world, uh, driving a solar car all the way down, uh, all the way through Australia. It's going to be an absolutely incredible experience. And I'm going to head over to Tom now. So Tom, tell us a little bit more about it from your perspective, about what your involvement in it is from the Bridgestone side. So I'm in a really fortunate position. Um, I get to work closely with Bridgestone Japan on all of Bridgestone's activations for the event. So I've I've been involved with it. Uh, this will be my third event. Uh, and it was actually essentially my induction to Bridgestone back in 2017. So I started and two weeks later, I was in Darwin for the event. Um, and uh, Anith, I can tell you, you're in for an amazing experience. What are you seeing? What are you experiencing? Because I know a bit about this and it's a pretty special event, isn't it? So I'm a motorsport person at heart and um, this is an event like no other. Um, the atmosphere in Darwin in the lead up to um, Dynamic Scrutineering Day is genuinely electric. It is um, so much fun. Um, you're surrounded by all these incredible students from around the world, These this huge amount of idea sharing and, and camaraderie, and it's just this, this wonderful atmosphere. And then you get to see every single car hit the track for their for their um essentially qualifying lap to work out who starts where on on sunday morning for that three thousand kilometer journey from darwin to adelaide wow so this is the 10th year um that bridgestone has been the title sponsor um of the world solar challenge i mean you've touched on it there it's all about innovation coming to life isn't it and i'm guessing is that why it's so important to bridgestone what why is this partnership so key? what the bridgestone world solar challenge gives us is this amazing testbed for new technology um, for new developments like enlightened technology like we'll, i'm sure we'll speak of shortly also some of the harshest conditions in the world You've got access to all of the, the brightest minds in the industry, all of these wonderful, emerging, passionate individuals. And it's it's really the, the most pure form of sustainable motorsport you'll ever come across. For Bridgestone, in the 60th anniversary of Bridgestone Motorsport, it's more relevant than ever. Yeah. So come on, talk to us about the team. I know you're the the team principal, but I, you know, you're not doing this alone. How, you know, how many of you are there? I mean, what kind of disciplines do you come from? Are you all from engineering? And and also, how long have you been working on it? You mentioned those Zoom calls during lockdown, so it sounds a while. Um. So yeah, about the team. So we're uh, about fifty odd students, a bit less from time to time, and. Yeah, a range of backgrounds and a range of years from all across the university. So, for example, our head of business at the moment, he's a psychology student. And um, our, quite a few members of our logistics teams are also geography students. So there's, a, there's, a plenty of, there's plenty of spread across the university. How long have I been working on the project? So the campaign for the 2023 Bridgestone World Solo Challenge for us has been just over two years. It was just a summer of 2021 where we started designing and um, developing ideas and whatnot for our new car and then a year later we started building and here we are the the car is a three-wheeled asymmetric catamaran so quite a lot of the the design philosophies that we use for the shapes of the car really come from boats because they are designed to be 
as streamlined as they can be in the water, except we're just driving through the air. So yeah, we go for a catamaran design, um, whereas some other teams use a monohull design more akin to a normal boat. So we are part of the Challenger class, a single-seater um, vehicles designed purely for performance and efficiency. Um, and so we try and minimise all of our aero losses and try and make the car as sleek as possible. The drag of the car is as similar to the wing mirrors on an SUV. It, it's incredible when you when you think about how little drag that these cars produce. Heading back to Australia and to Tom, talk to us a little bit about what Anith can expect when he arrives out in Australia this year. You know, what exactly has Bridgestone got planned? I think one thing that they can expect is um, heat and about 40,000 flies, uh, but we didn't organise those. Um, what we've got in store for all participants of the World Solar Challenge is um, in Darwin, we've actually arranged uh, some some really exciting experiences. Um, we know that you guys are on time pressure in terms of working on the cars. So we're bringing a few of those Australian experiences to you. And one of the things that is an absolute highlight of the event for, for us each time is the Bridgestone Welcome Barbecue. So um, I kid you not, this is like, a thousand people all coming together for a meal it's it's amazing um and just a great aussie experience for everyone i mean it sounds like such a fun experience and it's an event i've got to say i've i've long wanted to go to just to to see the spectacle of it all um but actually there's a really interesting side to this as you said it's all about innovation tom and some of the previous participants have gone on to launch some really interesting careers haven't they Oh, absolutely. I mean, the alumni list is, um, there's a couple of companies you may have heard of. Um, so there's Google, Tesla, uh, there's a Formula, there's Formula One teams, SpaceX, um, you know, they've done some really cool things lately. Um, you've got alumni that have gone to work for car companies um, and other aerospace companies. So I think one thing that you can really take from this event is it's not just a, a flash in the pan experience for these engineers. This is really um, the launch pad for, for a, an in, incredibly exciting career, um, working on some cutting edge things and, and really redefining um, and challenging what mobility is going to look like in the future. The skills that we've learned and we, we learn during building these solar cars is something that's very much useful for careers in engineering so me personally i yeah i do want to go into engineering as a career but um whereabouts i'm still unsure i've still got a year year left on my degree and um currently my focus is on getting the car to the end of the competition so um when it comes to what's after that the uh the world is my Oyster. Well, maybe you'll get some ideas from chatting to people at that Bridgestone barbecue. It sounds pretty cool. Um, but let, let's stick with this whole technology theme because um, back to you, Tom. Um, Bridgestone is supplying some of the teams, including, of course, the Durham team, uh, with tyres made with something called Alighton technology. Can you just talk us through that and perhaps give us some insight into how it's going to give the teams a competitive edge? 
Yeah, so uh, enlightened technology is it's something that's already started to be rolled out around the world um, in collaboration with some of Bridgestone's OE partners like, like Volkswagen. But this is the first time that enlightened technology has been used in a competitive environment. So it's really exciting. Enlightened technology is the new um, base for uh, Bridgestone's design philosophy for the future. So it's really about getting our products um, ready for the EV era. Uh, The tyre that we're bringing to the World Solar Challenge for the first time, uh, it features 63% recycled and renewable material, which is uh, more than double what our 2019 tyre was. So um, what that means for teams is, um, one, it's a more sustainable tyre, but it's also got a lower rolling resistance, great wear resistance, and it's a lightweight tyre. So it's really been customised to meet the needs of this uh, intense event. And Anis, from from your side, from the competitor's side, um, your vehicle is going to be equipped with tyres made from this enlightened technology. Uh, Is it going to give you an edge? Is it going to help you be competitive? Yeah, very much so. So even from our testing, we've seen that these new enlightened tyres, they're yeah, improving our efficiency of just driving simply at whatever speed we want to. At any speed, the the energy required to simply turn the tyres has been reduced significantly. So but on our side, yeah, these new tyres are very much going to give us that extra edge that we're always looking for to let us go as faster and faster. So designing a tyre is very much, you've got to design it for the application you're going to be using it in. And considering these solar cars are endurance vehicles, they're going to be driving on essentially what did a straight road through the heart of the outback. Um, we don't need the other other performances that a wider tyre can give you. So the beautiful part about uh, the enlightened tyres that we've been given for solar cars is they are slightly taller, slightly skinnier. It means they have... They, they have less surface contact on the ground and that means the, the rolling resistance of these tyres does get reduced and that means we have um, less energy is required to simply turn the wheel. Uh, compared to normal car tyres, those um, those do end up being a bit wider because you need the, the traction in the snow or on the gravel um, and in colder temperatures. So the these tyres specifically designed for solar cars do give us that performance because of the engineering that's gone into them. Is there anything that you're worried about, Anith? Is there anything there that's just keeping you awake at night thinking, oh, I'm sure there's lots of little things, but is is there anything specific? Uh, Spiders come to mind. Um, (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) I I lived in Australia. There's some really big spiders out there. But it's not the big ones you need to worry about, of course. It's the small ones. The ones that hide in the door handles is what I've been been scared to daylight now. Um, Just making sure that we've got the the car as ready as we can get it. Um, Obviously, there's there's always something that we can do and it's um, making sure that we've got enough so that our car is as good as we can, as good as we know it can be. Yeah. And how many of you from the team are actually heading out um, to Darwin for the race? So there are 17 of us flying out. Um, We've got a small advance party of three heading out just before so they can um, 
do the the logistic things of getting the car, getting the, the container out of the port, getting it all through Australian biosecurity. Uh, and then, yeah, the rest of us fly out a few days later to greet them and, um, yeah, get working on getting the car prepped and ready for scrutineering, dynamic scrutineering, and then eventually the race itself. So we have uh, three lovely students from our team who, yeah, we put them through driver training, making sure they, they know the ins and outs of the solo car uh, so they can, yeah, get the most out of it. Um, it does seem like it would be quite an easy thing driving on a straight road, uh, driving on a straight road through the outback. But considering you've got to deal with um, the heat, uh, you're essentially in a greenhouse for a few hours um, with minimal contact with other people you've got um you've got the race engineers on the radio saying things from time to time but there's only so much you can talk about for nine hours a day um but equally you've got the wind to deal with these cars are quite light so any sort of um wind can make these cars rattle a bit um and yeah just just got to keep your concentration down focused and get the car to the next point also, they're integral to finding a good place for us to camp. Um, we've got to stop at 5 p.m. on the dot every day um, with a little bit of a buffer. And so, yeah, they've got to find us a good place to camp for the night because we are just camping in the outback for five nights straight. Um, so it'll be a lovely view of the stars. It might be an uncomfortable sleep for a few days. It's going to be such an adventure. Um, yeah, what an experience you're all going to have out there. So, Tom, let me let me just head back to you. So you've touched on um, the spiders. You've mentioned the great barbecue. Um, is there anything else that these guys need to be aware of from a from a practical point of view? You've obviously been involved in this challenge for a long time. Um, what are the biggest challenges that the competitors face? I think there's two things that are going to uh, surprise and challenge people that haven't been to Australia before. So one of them is uh, road trains. Uh, so you might think that on your highways over there, your lorries are big. Um, we've got we've got these um, incredible machines here um, that are literally four trailers um, that are on on the road sharing this this stretch of highway with the with the team. So watch out for them; um, they'll sneak up on you. Uh, the other thing that's that's probably going to take them by surprise is. I can't think of too many other places in the world where you can drive for literally three days on the same stretch of road and not need a passport. So um, I know that in Europe it's, you know, you, you, you drive for seven hours and you've probably gone through three countries. Uh, over here you'll literally only cross one state border in that 3,000-kilometre journey. So a um, couple of quirky things there um but i think the uh it's uh, to to um and its points before the the stars are going to be incredible um and the other thing that's really surprising about australia is you think it's going to be the same scenery for two or three days but every 40 minutes it it's like you're in a different different place and um, you'll be intrigued by how much the landscape changes um, as you come down that road as well. I think probably the um, the hot tips are just keep persisting. This is the ultimate strategy event. Like it's literally 10 times the length of the British Grand Prix. And what we saw in 2019 was that it all comes down to the final day. So um, 
you're going to have setbacks. And I think the key to it's just not to be disheartened because uh, getting to the start line is an achievement that so many others have never done before. So you've, you're already well ahead of others. Um, and I think um, have fun. Like it's going to be an amazing adventure for you uh, and, and the team. Um, enjoy the camaraderie with the other teams. Um, and I can't wait to I can't wait to see you in Darwin. And more importantly, I can't wait to see you at the finish line in Adelaide. Yeah, that's what we need. We need positivity. Um, just before we let you go, how many teams will be starting in Darwin? And Tom, how many teams do you expect will end up in Adelaide? So the current entry list is at 43 teams um, and uh, Bridgestone will have tyres on at least 35 of them, which is really exciting. It's, it's actually the most teams we've ever supported. Optimistically, 40 teams in, in Adelaide. Um, and I think the other thing that I really love about the finish line is um, it's also about celebrating um, this, the achievements of just getting there. So in 2019, I actually still get a little bit choked up when I think about them now, is uh, one of the teams, Western Sydney, um, they were coming into the event it was it was going to be their year and they were they were uh, you know a little bit of a underdog story they they had all of the elements they could have won it and they just had setback after setback and it was a really powerful image at the finish line where they actually carried their car across the line so they weren't able to make it under their own steam but it was it was this just really beautiful moment everyone wants to win it um i i I know there were Durham is <clears throat> the, I mean that the car looks beautiful so maybe it'll be a, a purple winner um, and a little sneaky um, insight the winning car is actually going to be on the Bridgestone stand in Adelaide so we um, I wonder who's going to be uh, joining us at the finish line. I have one final question for you before I, I let you go and let Tom get on with his preparations and, and you get on with yours. Does your car have a name? We do call her Schrody, uh, or Sh after Schrodinger's cat. Um, we, uh, to be honest, at the start of start of the uh, two years or whatever, um, we weren't sure if we were going to be if we were going to be building a car. Um, we didn't necessarily have all the money to uh, fund an entire build cycle. Um, we need a design to propose building a car to then attract sponsors and just attract money in general. But we didn't have it while we were designing it so it was it was quite tough on the team to design something that might not ever race um but in the end it all worked out that's absolutely brilliant i wish um Schrody and and yourself and all the rest of the durham team all the best and i think what really um just came across uh, to me then just from listening to tom talking about that finish line in adelaide is that this is a race where actually the journey the journey that you've been on to get to this point but also that journey is even more important than crossing the finish line so just enjoy all the next steps on that journey um and we really hope that you get to cross in your in your lovely purple Schrodi. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, and Tom, we're going to um, send you off to carry on with your preparations for that Barbie. That's an awful lot of snags to get ready, isn't it? Uh, absolutely. I'll be. Uh, I'll have the tongs out, re-flipping them. So um, make sure you get in early. 
Thanks to both Tom and Anith for being part of our conversation today. And of course, thanks to you for listening. For our colleagues in Bridgestone EMEA, you can read much more on this on Be Connected EMEA. And for everyone else, do keep an eye on Bridgestone EMEA's LinkedIn for the latest news. My name is Ginny Buckley. Thanks for listening to Pioneers Podcast by Bridgestone. Goodbye for now. <laughs>